Welcome to you Down the Garden Path, where each week we discuss down-to-earth tips and advice while doing our best to help you seasonally manage your garden and landscape. I'm Joanne Shaw, owner of Down-to-Earth Landscape Design, and with me is my co-host and co-author, Matthew Dressing. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us. I'm Matthew Dressing, owner of Natural Affinity Garden Design. As landscape designers and gardeners, we believe it's important and possible to have great gardens, which are sustainable and low maintenance, and we want to help you make it happen. That's right. And tonight, we're going to chat a bit about something that's very timely this time of year, right? Lots of lawn questions. That's right. Every year we get lots of lawn questions. So today we thought we would throw in our quick episode of five fall lawn care tips to keep you on track this fall. If you're here in the GTA, you know that we've had a very long, warm, extended uh, fall and there's still lots of leaves to fall and grass is growing. So there's still some things that we can do out in our yard, obviously, as we have lots of um Listeners from different parts of North America, we uh, may, the timing may or may not be off here, but it is, uh, or you may be ahead of us, or Mm -hmm. uh, we might be ahead of you. But here are five fall tips uh, that we'll chat about quickly to uh, keep your lawn looking fabulous going into the winter and give it a good head start in the spring. So tip number one, now is the time to aerate and dethatch if you haven't. It's something you don't have to do every single year. Every year to year and a half is good. You do just kind of want to watch your lawn and watch that thatch layer. So what is thatch? It's basically that dead layer of grass that we see when we look into the grass. If you go to your lawn and spread the grass open, or you can see maybe you have some weak spots, but there's a layer of dead grass there just above the soil. That is our thatch layer. If it gets too thick, it can bury the crowns. And what will happen is our lawns will start to suffer or not grow as vigorously. So it's good just to kind of come out and uh, Mm -hmm. dethatch that, take that away. How do we dethatch, Matt? Like, do we have to hire somebody or is it something we can do ourselves? Yeah, you can hire someone. And I always think back to you and I always joke in the spring, right? That kid Mm -hmm. who comes around with the thatcher or the aerator. So you can do it yourself. You can get like a thatching rake and you can just very hard, you know, when you pull the lawn or when you're raking and you really put your power into raking the leaves and leaves come up, but then maybe a little bit of dead grass comes up. Mm -hmm. That's the thatch flaring up. So you can do it yourself buy a rake there is mechanical ways to do it so you can buy like a little aerator machine or a dethatcher so it's a motorized gas-powered piece of equipment usually moves about um, 16 to 20 inches wide and it basically has a row of spinning teeth and uh, it goes through and it just grazes the soil and picks up all the thatch and will literally leave a perfect mat of thatch or dead grass uh, sitting on your lawn so you can do it mechanically um Or or like physically yourself or use a small machine. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, Yeah, I was thinking mechanically. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And aerating. I think I've seen those. um, We do know about those machines that come out in the way too early spring when it's too wet wet to aerate. Um, You can buy the little shoes to do aerating. You know, you you clap them onto your little, um, your shoes. They've got little spikes and then you can walk around your garden. So that's kind of, it seems cheesy, but does, does that really work? But it does. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, if you aerating, so aerating is basically creating those holes like from the nail.
nails or the spikes Mm -hmm. on your shoes so that water and air uh, and other nutrients can penetrate the compacted soil because we're on our lawns, right? So we're squishing them and making it hard, but we want nice, loose soil. So yeah, I always recommend if people are like, well, I don't want to, you know, the kid comes too early or too late or he's never around when I want him and I can't do the machine so yeah you know what every two weeks or once a month put those shoes on when you you uh, mow your lawn if you walk around with your mower and it just adds that little hole that allows water and air to penetrate and so yeah as like cheap and as cheesy as it sounds you know it is a way that we can be aerating our lawn Mm -hmm. Um, if you don't have heavy traffic like kids or your you know sunbathing or doing stuff on dogs exactly out on your lawn, you probably don't have a big aeration issue unless you haven't aerated for like five years or a few years at least. So it is good to have it done every once in a while. And the mechanical aerator, much like our mechanical dethatcher, that's that machine you see someone like we always talk about in the spring goes around and leaves those little soil plugs all over your lawn. Yeah. 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 So the other benefit of doing it now is again, we have our grass has been growing all summer the fall, it's uh, most of the grasses we grow are cool season grasses. Unless you're further south, north or South Carolina, you generally have a few more warmer season grasses. Uh, but here, the cool season grasses go to sleep for the, the summer. And luckily, we've had a cool and wet enough summer that until the heat wave right in September that we talked about, we really saw no lawn issues mm-hmm. as far as dormancy or watering being needed. So Right now, we always want to aerate and dethatch when the grass is actively cool and growing. Um, And that helps prevent any weeds or other issues from occurring. So, yes, you can have that kid come back, like we say every spring. Have that kid come and aerate. Give them the 20 bucks. uh, But maybe throw them, tell them there'll be a tip if you come back in mid to late May when this grass is actually up two inches and actually cool and growing. Yeah. And I think those sandals, as corny as they kind of are, if you have someone in your life who uh, loves their lawn, um, then they make a great gift idea. So, uh, so yeah, so it's something to think about, right? Definitely. I would give seminars and, you know, some of the people who are maintaining the lawns are too young to like handle that machine or they're too old and they just, they have no interest in doing it, but they still push mower, you know, mow their lawn themselves. And it's the perfect way to do it. And they would each buy a pair by the end of the talk. So. Oh, there you go. There yeah. you go. <laughs> Excellent. All right. So if you um, have already done their aeration and dethatching, um, or if you want to skip that step, what would yeah. be the next? Because uh, uh, we say these are the fall, if I follow lawn care tips. We know not everybody's going to do all five, but um, we want to tell we want to narrow it down for you to tell you which are the key ones. So, um, so yeah. So what would be the next one to do? Yeah, if you didn't have to aerate or dethatch, um, or if you did, it's a great time to top dress with a high quality compost into your lawn. We can't, I mean, you could, but we can't really pull up the lawn and reamend any of the soil if we have crappy soil. So what we want to do is improve its texture and the biodiversity in that soil by adding a high quality compost. And what that's going to do is basically feed the soil microorganisms, as well as if you've got an inoculating compost, 
which is very rich or designed to compost and stay rich with many, many of those biodiverse microorganisms, they will go into the soil and they're going to help restructure, rebuild and feed mm -hmm. your grassroots that we really can't go in and yeah, and without yeah we can't lift up the carpet. When you say right, inoculated, exactly. do you eat something like mushroom compost, that type of thing? Yeah, like a mushroom compost or an ocean compost. I always, mm. again, I think for far, their, their biosol compost is nice and very rich uh, in nutrients and microorganisms as well. Right. Yeah, because compost, you can buy like a mulching compost. So it's compost, much like our composted pine bark or mm -hmm. nuggets, right? They still have yet to break down to feed. It's not technically quite a soil yet, but it is a compost or it is a material that's composted. So you get like mulching composts or inoculating composts, that kind okay. of thing. So we want something that's high quality and rich in microorganisms and nutrients. Mm -hmm. So we're not talking about the, you know, $2 bag you see. That says top dresser <laughs> on it. Yeah. So if you're going to uh, go through yeah. all the work <laughs> and the expense of doing this and the time, then, you know, that is our, our, one of our biggest tips is to really use a quality product because you don't, you know, the ones that say top dress, I mean, is it, is it quality? Is it full of weed seeds? We don't know. So, yeah. um, and you don't necessarily need more, the key is the nutrients, right? Like we don't need more soil. So right, right. just adding more soil is, you know, I wouldn't say pointless, but it's not the point <laughs> in the sense that we were, we, we want to add nutrients via that soil or that compost. Right. That compost. And like you said, we don't need lots of it either. You're only right. going to put it down to an eighth to a quarter of an inch. If we, uh, when people put down an inch, you're smothering the growing tip that is at the soil surface. Mm. Um, and then that's where you get those. I put soil down, but it all went yellow. You're smothering your grass or killing right. your grass. Right. We want the high quality, rich compost to feed the soil and the grass and restructure. So it's not how much, but it's what's in that amount that we put down. Mm. That's really the workhorse behind the task. You got it. Excellent. Excellent. Well, we would say that the tip number three is seeding or reseeding. But what do you say to that this time yes. of year? Well, building right on to from top dressing, right? And a lot of people ask too, well, I've top dressed, but don't I put the seed down first or where do I put the seed? So right. yeah, right. So two does come before three. We're going to top dress eighth to a quarter of an inch, and then we're going to seed. But right now, again, especially here in the GTA or where you're cooler, and again, depending on where you're listening, know whether or not you're growing your warm or cool season grasses. Our cool season grasses need 16 degrees overnight and prefer closer to 20 degrees during the day. And now as we uh, are going through October, we don't have those temperatures. So we're going to skip seeding this late in the fall. So if you're listening mm -hmm. to this now, unless you, again, you have 16 overnight, maybe 10 at the lowest, but you're getting warmer days during, again, that 16, 17, 18 degrees Celsius uh, during the day, then we don't need to top seed. You, If you do, or if you have, and you're wondering why it's not growing, that's okay. The internal thermostat to our grass seed recognize these temperatures and have decided that it's time to go to sleep. And they'll stay dormant. You might lose some to some scavenging birds or animals because mm -hmm. they're fattening up for fall or winter. Uh, but they will perennialize. They will survive the winter and they will come back in the spring, whoever survived or made it through those changing conditions. So no seed 
right now, right unless now. you've got the temperatures, you're spending money and time that you're better suited for earlier in the fall or again, first thing next spring. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. great. Um, and when we think of lawns, we often think of weeds. We do. Mm-hmm. So many common lawn weeds that uh, we all fight to keep that beautiful yeah. emerald carpet. <laughs> and again, there's that whole out there there's that both sides of that corn coin mm-hmm. corn <laughs> two sides of corn well it's rounded but uh two sides of that keep the weeds or not to keep the weeds in the lawn for those who have, are enjoying that lovely emerald green carpet they are into growing the lawn or they want as few weeds as possible corn gluten is another timely activity that we can do that's going to help maybe not right now again because as we cool down our soils and our grasses are going to become a little bit more inactive until they go to sleep but more so for the spring so corn gluten if you're unfamiliar it is a corn byproduct we want corn gluten not corn meal right different things but the corn gluten has a corn protein in it that's strong enough that any seed, including grass seed, when down, when it absorbs this protein, it shuts down. It basically creates this layer that stops our grass seed from growing. Or weed seeds from growing. Or weed seeds for any any seeds from growing, right. So it's also cumulative. So it'll stay in the soil for five to six weeks. So this is why we can't put down grass seed and then corn gluten at the feed at the same time. We need mm-hmm. to give it... You know, that corn gluten, great, stop the weed seeds because they come out first or grow faster than our grass seed. But if you put corn gluten down, you have to wait that five to six weeks before we get um, that, uh, put down our grass seed kind of thing so we can stop those weeds. But again, it is cumulative. So putting it down now, we're going to start to see it dissolve and break down and move in through the winter and help us prevent the springs grass weed seeds uh the grass or the weed seeds we're going to see in the grass first thing in the spring so we can put that down yes it does have a little bit of nitrogen in it but it is more of the byproduct so the main product is that corn um the corn protein, sorry, that's going to stop the weed seeds we don't i mentioned corn meal earlier the reason we don't use corn meal is because it's so much finer it doesn't have the concentration of that protein so it might be, you might find it more inexpensive or have an excess to it, but you'd have to put so much of it down that it just, it's, it's worthless. So you're going to yeah. have like a yellowy orange lawn and a powder in there. <laughs> yeah. That's not going to do anything for yes, you. Yes. Yeah. And I know in the past we've had a lot of people say, oh, I tried corn gluten and it didn't work. Well, that's, it's not one and done. Like I think everybody right. wants a one and done solution. And, and with our pesticide ban and herbicide ban, it, there's no one and done anymore. So that's why we recommend, you know, doing it in the fall, doing it, get it in the spring and then doing it again the following fall to really get on top of those weeds. And especially if you've got, you know, you're near conservation or if you're near public spaces where you have a lot of weeds blowing in, it's a mm-hmm. really good tool um, to try and get ahead of uh, ahead of the weeds that are harder to control from somewhere some coming in from somewhere else. Yeah, and it's nice that you mentioned again, you know, the 
weed seeds blowing in from adjacent areas, right? Because the weed seeds, they don't all, okay, it's spring. Let's weed or like, let's seed between, you know, this time and this time and end. All the different weeds have different life cycles. And mm-hmm. so they're seeding at, you know, different points throughout the season, right? We all know when the thistles pop out and blanket mm-hmm. everybody, and then we get a huge, yeah. you know, spurge. But so when you're going away, if you have weeds or you have an exposed soil, right, you can put it down for that five to six weeks as long as it gets watered in um and that create that barrier when you're away or you've planted and seeded everything in your garden but you've got exposed soil and maybe it's still filling in it doesn't affect mature plants only seed plants grow or you know seeds that are just starting to grow plants that are young so you can put that down to help create that barrier so you can put it down at multiple times um outside of but the main use is putting in down for your lawns for sure right i also like as you say you know it's not a one and done right it is an organic solution so organic methods work different than chemical or synthetic methods right you know ladybugs will control aphids uh, but so does this uh, you know insecticide over here the ladybugs take their time to build and create their cycle and their families and reestablish that that way of being, whereas our chemicals just one and done, kill it all, or right. one and two and done. So, right. So if you don't see things immediately, right, it's not a one and done. It does take mm-hmm. time. There's ways to build it and fortify it and use it strategically throughout the year um, to do it. And again, you can put it down in September or sorry, in uh, July, if you want to, when uh, things go dormant, but I mean, you'd have to weed it and water it in to mm-hmm. keep it to so you wouldn't really need to do it anyways yeah yeah so, but definitely the I mean, fall the cooler temperatures and the fall rains help right right and same it's with in the, the spring right and our biggest boom our biggest reward is in the spring when it's it's cool the seeds are going to the weed seeds are going to start before the grass really starts to grow again their roots will be active but we will we'll see minimal growth up top but we'll see very early season spring weeds start to take advantage of those open spaces where the grass mm-hmm. hasn't filled in yet so mm-hmm. putting it down in fall again in spring our fall is going to help fortify and get a bigger impact for our spring defense mm-hmm. yeah. and i think of um crabgrass right is a popular one right because that you know it's not coming up from the um the root necessarily it is it is you know what what we don't get this year if it's gone to seed in your lawn this year those seeds are what are next year's crop grass type of thing so so that's one of the main ones we're stopping from growing yeah, our crabgrass for us here in the GTA is an annual, so winter will kill it, but each plant, and, and you know how prolific they are, mm-hmm. each plant has three to 500 seeds in a shot, yeah. so <laughs> yeah, so that's definitely that's one lot. of the big ones that helps yeah. us with <laughs> Yeah. All right. So after we've done corn gluten, or if we've decided not to do corn gluten, what is the last step, Matt, of five? (laughs) Last step of five. You know what? A lot of people miss their fourth fertilizing um, or don't know that there's a fourth fertilizing. So obviously we have our spring, summer, fall, but there's also a winter as well. So winter, well, that makes no sense. Well, it kind of does. Um, I know there's maybe no growth in winter, depending on where you are, uh, mm-hmm. whether you're north or south of the GTA, but it's where the fertilizer is and what it's doing and when. So we're going to fertilize now. And we always say, uh, we prefer the organic, right? Again, mm-hmm. we've top dressed with a high quality compost. We're going to fertilize and we're going to feed not only the grass, but those organisms from step two, where we're top dressing 
that high quality compost. We're going to continue to feed the system. But our winter fertilizer goes down mid to end of October. Um, early November, depending on the weather, or if you can still go out there and be on the lawn, no problem. Uh, what it's going to do is it's going to start to dissolve now and feed a little. It's going to be a re repeat of your fall fertilizer. So we're not looking for high nitrogen. Okay. We're looking for high phosphorus and potassium. So we're going to do two spring and then two fall. And the second fall is our oh, Okay. So when fertilizer. was the first fall? What so our first, first fall is going to be around Labor Day. So oh, okay. about the beginning of September. So the cool seasons are coming. We get much yeah. more active growth and the grasses tend to take off a bit. So we're going to do it now at the end of mid-October to the beginning of November. And we're going to put down a second application of our fall fertilizer. And it's going to work its way in. And then again, like the corn gluten, it's going to freeze into place, partially dissolved and used, and go into April or March and April. Pardon me, where the soil is becoming warmer, the grass isn't quite inact or active in the way that we can see, but the roots are active because the soil mm. is warming. So okay. that is where they are looking for, again, more phosphorus and potassium to increase their resistances, but also to feed them and generate some new growth. When we can't be on the lawn or shouldn't be on the lawn because we've got our corn gluten down and or it's mm -hmm. too squishy, we don't want to compact or damage the soil that we're so actively trying to maintain and build new again. Mm -hmm. So we okay. can do our fall fertilizer anytime between October or our winter fertilizer. Step five is our winter fertilizer from mid-October into the beginning of November. And again, it's going to be a repeat of our fall fertilizer. So our high phosphorus and high potassium. And those are our last two numbers. Okay. So, so if you're buying it from the store, though, it will still be a fall, fall fertilizer. You're not going to they're not, there's not labeled winter fertilizer. Excellent point. And thank you for bringing that up. Correct. It is not a winter fertilizer by on the bag. You will be buying your favorite brand of fall fertilizer again. Yeah. They don't market a winter fertilizer. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, even the spring, summer, if you look at your spring, summer bag, right, it says spring and summer, but it's the same formulation. So just consider this one fall and winter with mm. the same formulation. Okay. Exactly. Okay. That's right. So those are the five fall tips to keep your lawn active and growing and prepared so much for next spring. Again, kind of a doing what we can now to rebuild and maintain and repair our lawn, but also give us the best start uh, again, we're, depending on where you are, if it's not growing in the spring. So for now in the GTA, we're building and doing our winter or late fall activities now for mainly the spring, but also to help it go into uh, winter as well. Mm -hmm. No, thank you, Matt. I think this is great because I think most people know all the things we need to do, but sometimes the order of things, yeah. it can be very confusing or if you skip a step and, and we've made it clear that you can skip a step if you don't want to aerate and dethatch, you can go straight to top dressing. Um, you can go straight to corn gluten or you can just do corn gluten and fertilize, um, you know, that type of thing. So I think it gives everybody who's still attached to their lawns. I'm getting more and more clients who are wanting to turn their lawns into gardens. But I know there's still people out there who uh, strongly feel that there is a place for a lawn. And uh, and that's great. Uh, and we just want to do it as safely and uh, um, as well as we can. Right. Agreed. Agreed. 
Well, thank you again, everyone, for joining us on this episode of Down the Garden Path. I'm Matthew Dressing here with my co-host and co-author, Joanne Shaw. Joanne and I enjoy hosting Down the Garden Path, bringing you interesting and relevant topics to help you achieve a great garden. We learn right along with you from our research and from the wonderful guests who join us here on the show. That's right. So don't forget, you can spend time with us on the uh down the garden path follow us on instagram facebook and youtube at down the garden path podcast you can all also find us on your favorite co- uh, podcast provider and while you're there please hit the subscribe button to be notified of new content and please don't forget to like share and leave us a comment or review we really like those um, we always love hearing from our listeners and you can write us at down the garden path podcast at hotmail.com or via our our websites you can find me at down to earth.ca number two and matt at naturalaffinity.ca and i also want to remind you if um, you are wanting to know when to do what in your garden please don't hesitate to pick up our book uh, down the garden path a step-by-step guide to your ontario garden we do cover lawn we cover it month by month because it's you know not as much to tell you what to do it's when to do it and uh, i think we do a great job i know i'm biased right matt but <laughs> i think we do a great job of telling you what to do when what not to do when and um, definitely lawn even though we talk about gardens uh, we do cover lawn in our book so you can check that out on our websites or at amazon so down the garden path podcast or no down the garden path a step-by-step to your ontario garden please check it out